This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, and very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night inside Great American Ballpark up in Cincinnati, Ohio, the Marlins and the Reds played their second of a four-game weekend set. Eliezer Hernandez took the ball for Miami. Sonny Gray, the veteran right-hander, got it for Cincinnati. The Marlins were looking to even the series up at one apiece after a 6-1 to loss on Thursday. Well, it was the same song but a different verse for the Marlins at Great American Ballpark up in Cincinnati, Ohio tonight. They fell behind early. They tried to storm back and climb back late, unable to do so. Had very little offense through the first seven innings of this ballgame tonight. In fact, they had just one hit, tried to climb out of a 5 nothing hole. And this one results in a 5-3 Cincinnati victory. The Marlins have now lost the first two games in this four-game weekend series, and their losing streak now sits at five. Eliezer Hernandez versus Sonny Gray in game two of this four-game weekend tilt tonight. Eliezer, the 26-year-old, made his fourth start of the season tight against the Cincinnati Reds, and prior to his last start on August 15th, he was returned from rehab and reinstated from the 60-day injured list for the second time this season. So, Hernandez versus Gray, and as mentioned, the Reds jumped out to an early lead. In fact, they got two in the first. Their first run coming courtesy of Nick Castellanos with one out and one on. Tyler Naquin at third after a one-out triple in the first. Here's the pitch, and first ball hitting. This one's hit down the left field line. That'll score the run. One to nothing Reds. Alfaro gets the ball back in, and Castellanos drives in a run. After the Castellanos one-out RBI double, Joey Votto reached on an error by the first baseman, Jesus Aguilar. That put Reds on the corners with one out for Kyle Farmer. For eight straight games. His average for the year at 264. He hits a high fly ball to center. Brinson gets under this and makes the catch. And tagging and coming on to score is Castellanos. It's two to nothing, Cincinnati, with two down now. Well, an early 2-0 deficit for the Marlins offense, one they could not climb back and crawl out of tonight. In fact, Sonny Gray was spectacular for the, through the first three and a third innings in this ballgame. He was perfect through three and a third, retired the first 10 in order. The Marlins were in business in the fourth inning after a one-out single by Jazz Chisholm. Gray issued back-to-back walks to Jesus Aguilar and Jesus Sanchez. But after a lazy fly ball to center off the bat of Brian Anderson and the strikeout of Lewis Brinson, the Marlins left them loaded for the first and only time tonight. And that was outside of the eighth inning, their only threat in this ball game. After that, Sonny Gray settled right back in. He would go on to retire 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, uh, 10 of the next 11, and uh, he pitched seven spectacular shutout one-hit innings of baseball tonight. Uh, mentioned the Reds got two early. They got three more in the fifth inning. Facing Eliezer Hernandez in a fifth with one out, Tyler Naquin. He was a pest all night long. 
And the Reds' two runs both coming like that in the first inning. And here's a swing and a ball driven high and deep to right center. And it is gone. Talk about a hitter's ballpark and the long ball. And Naquin has hit number 16. Three to nothing Cincinnati. Now, it wasn't just Naquin who was a pest. It was the middle of the Cincinnati Reds batting order tonight. Two, three, and four. Naquin Castellanos Vado. So it was 3 nothing after the solo shot with one out in the fifth inning by Naquin. Nick Castellanos followed. He was hit by a pitch, so he was at first with one out for Joey Votto. The pitch to Votto. And it's cracked in the air. This is toward right for the scoreboard. Going to go into the seats. And a two-run home run for Joey Votto. 5 to nothing, Cincinnati. And that was a 5-0 lead that the Cincinnati Reds would not relinquish in this ballgame tonight. Eliezer worked four and two-thirds innings. They needed Stephen Okert to come on and get the final out of the fifth inning. He did so successfully, striking out Mike Moustakis, but it was pretty much all said and done after that. Anthony Bass got the sixth inning. Richard Blyer got the seventh. The Marlins did finally get something going offensively in the eighth, but that was after... Uh, they got Sonny Gray the heck out of this ballgame. Lucas Sims came on to preserve a 5-0 lead in the eighth inning for the Reds, and uh, he preserved it, but uh, he left, and this ballgame was a little bit tighter after he was on the mound, and Jazz Chisholm came to bat with two on and one out in the inning. That's the no, big... no, 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 it's uh, got to be somebody, a person. Here's a high fly ball. This is deep to right field. It is going to be up, up, and away. And a home run for Jazz. How about that? After a walk and a double, Jazz homers, and the Marlins get three on that one swing of the bat, and now the Reds' lead is two runs, five to three. How about that? You uh, heard in the background there some of the boos for Sims. The Natives a little restless at Great American Ballpark with a 5 nothing lead. Uh, so the Marlins get three more in the top of the eighth inning, and this unfortunately ends a 5-3 ball game tonight. Uh, let's see, mentioned that Blyer got the seventh. Dylan Floro pitched a 1-2-3 eighth inning, a ground out, a fly out, and a pop out. Uh, Marlins came to bat in the ninth inning facing Michael Givens, who was on to for his fourth save of the season and his fourth as a Cincinnati Red. He allowed a one-out double to Lewis Brinson, who went to third on a tapper back to the mound by Jorge Alfaro for the second out of the inning. And then Alex Jackson down on four pitches, struck out swinging, and this one ends 5-3 in favor of the Reds tonight. For Cincinnati, five runs, six hits, one error. For the Marlins, three runs, four hits, two errors. Gray is your winner. He's five and six. Hernandez, your loser, 0 and one. So Eliezer still looking for his first win of the season. He is charged with his first loss of the season tonight. And Givens collects his fourth save of the year. Uh, played this ball game in two hours and 35 minutes in front of 19,106 at Great American Ballpark on the banks of the Ohio River tonight. For the Marlins pitching staff, they struck out eight. That means $200 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Well, the Marlins just did not have a lot of punch offensively. They got three runs in the eighth, only had one hit through the first seven innings. A big hit by Jazz Chisholm, three-run home run, got them a little bit closer. Uh, they just have not been able to get a lot going offensively. Let's check in with Don Mattingly afterwards. Hey, Donnie. Eliezer uh, allowed two runs in the first and settled down, got in a little trouble there in the fifth. 
Where did you think he got in trouble there in that inning? And how tough is the middle of their lineup, especially to face them a few times through? Yeah, you know, the first he really should, he should get out of that with one. You know, he gives up the ball down the line to Naquin. Um, should get out of that with one. I thought that that fourth uh, really had a chance to turn the game with him getting out. He gets second, third, nobody out and gets out of that jam. I thought that had a chance to, like, flip the game right there. Uh, and actually, you know, they come right back. Looks like he something off speed. I don't know if that was a slider or a changeup to Naquin. Looks like he just sit right there, didn't move. Uh, obviously, hit Castellanos and, you know, and Joey made his peg. And it looks like he was trying to go away. And another ball that we pulled in and into the nitro zone again. And you, he's just not missing right now. And on the flip side, Sonny Gray held the team to one hit. What made him so effective tonight? Well, he, he was he was aggressive, I felt like, with strikes, uh, with his breaking stuff, uh, with everything. You know, at times he can get where he'll get behind some counts. You can get him into some good counts. But tonight he was aggressive, you know, strike one, getting ahead, um, and had our guys off balance a little bit with his breaking stuff. With Jazz in the eighth, that's his third home run in the last five games. What have you seen from his swing or his approach that's led to that extra power? I don't know if it's extra power. It's always been there. It's just the swing's getting better and better. I think he's getting more discipline with it. Um starting to understand it better and you know and we're seeing the results of that jordan yeah hey donnie uh with jazz do you think that home run could have hopefully helped spark something after you get three runs there lou lou gets the double in the ninth you start to see things happening but again just like last few games seems like things are happening late once you guys are already already behind yeah but i mean in this ballpark uh you know that things can happen fast, you know, and, and lose hit, you know, I thought that was a great at bat by Lou. Um, and that gives us a chance, you know, in this ballpark where you, you hit another double or you, you catch a ball and hit a, hit a, hit a ball of the ballpark and it's the totally games totally flipped right there. So, um, yeah, you don't really feel like, you know, runs come quick here, you know, but you just got to get runners. And that's really, I felt like, you know, Sonny did a nice job of keeping our guys off base tonight. Yeah, and in general, this this five-game stretch here, guys only have five runs against opposing starting pitchers. I think it's over about 32 inches. Are you noticing anything from the guys when it's different between when the starter's out there versus when you're facing the guy's pens? No, uh, I don't think so. Obviously, the starters are the better. Uh, you know, they're starters for a reason. Uh, I feel like they've got probably a bigger mix. Um, and I think it's a little just, you know, I watched it. You know, before we, you know, when I was when I was down, that it seems like, you know, we were good all game, and uh, I thought our at bats were good in different different sections. Today, the last couple of days, um, we just ran into a couple of buzz saws, and we haven't been able to solve that riddle. And then, just really quickly, do you have a starter to announce for tomorrow? Uh, Thompson tomorrow. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 5-3 loss to the Cincinnati Reds at Great American Ballpark last night. The Marlins now 51-72. and The Reds are 67-57. and To be determined who gets the ball tonight for the Marlins, it's a 6-40 start in Cincinnati. Wade Miley, the veteran left-hander, will go for the Red Legs. We're on the air at 6-10 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.